And we've been talking about intonation, which words you lift, which ones you highlight, which ones you colour, which ones you suppress or drop or uncolour. We're not using the word stress or emphasis because, well, first of all, that gives the impression that you're pushing a word much more than actually we tend to do. But also, what's the word for not emphasising something or not stressing something? Yeah, Uh, we're still sometimes drawing attention to those words in a different way. It's much easier to say highlight or unhighlight, um, um, lift or drop or suppress. Yeah, it's easier to uh, to use those kinds of terms. We spoke about synonyms over the last couple of days, and yesterday we looked at the synonym intonation substitution. Get in touch with me on Twitter if you're still a little bit confused about that, because I know it can be. Uh, but look at the show notes, and hopefully you can read those a few times. It's perhaps easier to understand when read alongside me explaining it with my voice as well. Get in touch on Twitter, T-W-W-T-E-R-S-T-E-W, A-R-T. Today's topic is when information is implied. So we've looked at synonyms and then dropping synonyms completely from, uh, from a sentence. So what happens when information is implied? Because subduing old information, which is what I mentioned a few days ago, lifting new information, subduing old information, goes for information which, although never explicitly said, could be implied. Let me give you an example here. A large fire has broken out at a coffin maker's in Straban, County Tyrone. The Northern Ireland Fire Service is at the blaze at O'Doherty's on Railway Street. Julie Journo reports. So let's look at that very last line of Julie Journo and what she's going to be doing. We will understand the the grammar of news reporting. We know that a person at a desk reads a few lines of a story with a, with a picture over their shoulder of what they're talking about, and then a few seconds later, when they say someone's name, that's, that's going to be their colleague who's going to tell us more about it. That's the actual uh, reporter, isn't it? It's therefore presumed information that the reporter is going to be reporting. After all, what else would Julie Journo be doing? Apart from, say, being introduced with synonyms or or, or substitute terms. Uh, I mean, it could be Julie Journo has more, or Julie Journo has been investigating, Julie Journo has the latest, and so on. Yeah, But we know Julie Journo is a reporter, so we don't want to say Julie Journo reports. No, that's old information. It's presumed information. We know that Julie Journo is going to be reporting. The point is, in this case, it's the name of the person that needs to be coloured, as that's the new information, not the presumed information of what they're going to be doing. We kind of know that already. Yeah, The only time you'll colour a phrase that follows the name of the reporter in a situation like this is if what they've done is new information. Julie Journo has been inside the burning building. You're going to lift that. That's new information. Yeah, Julie Cherno was with the fire crew when the emergency call came in. It's new information, so we're going to be lifting it. Julie Cherno was inside the factory buying a coffin when the fire broke out. That is new information. You're going to lift it. Julie Cherno, the reporter, doing some reporting is not new. 
or different, or unusual, or key to the story. It's what she does. It's presumed information. So you're not going to be lifting that part of the phrase. A large fire has broken out at a coffin maker's in Straban, County Tyrone. The Northern Ireland Fire Service is at the blaze at O'Doherty's on Railway Street. Julie Cherno reports. You're dropping the word reports. I'm Peter Stewart. Back tomorrow with more from London. <laughs>